This is a Cato special podcast. I'm Caleb Brown. In the State of the Union address, President Bush laid out a litany of new spending. Bush's only line in the domestic sand was on earmarks. But as Cato's Director of Government Affairs, Brandon Arnold, points out, that line in the sand may actually make things worse. What struck me was that there wasn't really much in the way of new content. A lot of what we saw was just a rehashing of old ideas, many of which had appeared in previous State of the Unions. We saw Bush wants to reauthorize No Child Left Behind, for instance. Um, He trucked out a health care plan that he talked about in last year's State of the Union and really didn't have much of an impact in Congress. Congress pretty much ignored it, though it did have some merit to it in terms of leveling the playing field between individual and employer-provided health care. He talked about entitlement reform a little bit, how that's still a looming process, a looming problem, I should say. Uh, but he didn't speak about it in the bold terms that he has done earlier in his presidency when he was very aggressive about creating commissions and, and tackling Social Security with a, with a pretty dramatic overhaul. Now, he did talk about earmarks, though, which strikes me, though, as just an enormous red herring. Oh, that's that was one of the, the new policy ideas in this State of the Union address, that, that earmarks were, were a significant problem and should be tackled. But as you said, there, there is a bit of a red herring there. Uh, because earmarks, first of all, aren't a huge percentage of the overall budget. They're oftentimes egregious wastes of taxpayer dollars. But in terms of the fiscal impact, not as dramatic as, say, the entitlement issue. Additionally, the proposals that he threw out there to, to change the earmarking process, they're going to have hopefully a big impact on it, but more realistically, probably a pretty moderate impact. But there is a possibility of it making things worse. There is a possibility of making things worse. One of the things he said, he kind of drew a line in the sand. He said, earmarks going, uh, I'm sorry, appropriations bills going forward must reduce the number of earmarks by 50%, both in the the number of total earmarks and in the, the, the dollar figure that is spent on earmarks. Now, Congress can address this one of two ways. They can either meet the president's uh, request by reducing the number of earmarks, or as, as they sometimes do, they can throw more earmarks into the bill in order to build a larger support base among members of Congress, and then they can easily, more easily override the president's veto. So it could work in one of two ways. Um, also, on the other earmark reform that he talked about, and that is passing an executive order, which he intends to sign today, that uh, that would essentially uh, not enact any earmarks that aren't part of statutory law. And that's an important distinction because the majority of congressional earmarks are thrown in at the last minute in a conference report, which is essentially advisory language. It's not actually part of the law. And it doesn't get voted on. It doesn't get voted on. They pass the bill. The conference report is attached. And traditionally, the executive branch has always executed these earmarks. The president says... Going forward, which is, again, important because he has seven appropriation seasons in in the past that he always enacted the earmarks. But going forward in the 2009 appropriation season, he's going to instruct uh, executive branch not to implement these earmarks. Will that have a major impact? Uh, it's, it's hard to say. Um, what it will probably do is squeeze the balloon to some extent. Congress will be able to, to find other ways instead of airdropping these earmarks in at the last minute. They can find roundabout ways to get the earmarks into the bill, go through initially authorization bills, and then, uh, and then through the appropriations process. They can, uh, they can just put the earmarks up on the floor, and there could be more transparency as a result, but, but chances are they'll still get the earmarks through. 
as we've seen uh, some members of Congress, Tom Coburn, Jeff Flake, have brought up a lot of earmarks, raised points of order, and had full votes on highly questionable uh, spending items and earmarks. And uh, virtually every time, uh, Congress has gone ahead and voted in favor of these earmarks. Was there anything that President Bush said new regarding a stimulus package that was particularly jarring? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, basically everything that's that's been talked about in, about the stimulus package over the past couple of weeks has been out in the open. Uh, the president reiterated the fact that, that he wants to limit it to the roughly $150 billion package that he agreed on well, with the House of Representatives, uh, the, the Democratic and Republican leadership. Uh, but there wasn't really anything groundbreaking there, uh, except to say that the Senate shouldn't tack on any additional uh, spending items, which they've pretty much already committed to do by the end of the week. Uh, but he said that, uh, that that he wants to, to f- kind of fast track this process to, to get it done as soon as possible to get these rebate checks out to people so they can, quote unquote, stimulate the economy. Of course, the, the rebate checks he's talking about probably won't hit people until uh, sometime this summer. So there certainly is a question there uh, as to whether it have any impact on, on the, the current economic uncertainty. From the perspective of a libertarian, there probably wasn't a whole lot to get excited about. There were a couple small things, some some trade agreements that, that I think most libertarians should support, uh, but a lot of uh, a lot of things in the way of new funding items, uh, wanting wanting to double funding for uh, international AIDS projects, uh, wanting to reauthorize No Child Left Behind and intervene further in what what ought to be a, a local issue of education. Um, creating a, a global resource bank, a global pool of funds for uh, renewable energy projects. Um, as you're going to have in virtually every state of the union address, there's a lot of spending items that are thrown out there on the table, a lot of applause line items meant to appeal to a broad-based audience that uh, obviously don't move in the direction of, of limited government and, and free markets. Brandon Arnold is Director of Government Affairs for the Cato Institute. This has been a Cato special podcast. Read more on earmarks and reactions to the President's State of the Union address at our website, cato.org.